Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we're going to be studying once again in Romans chapter number 3. And this will be our third Bible study, I believe, in the third chapter of the book of Romans. I'm looking here at my scripture, and we're going to be starting in verse number 10, and it'll dovetail with the last chapter uh, or last uh, uh, study that we did in this chapter. And Paul is making the case, really just stating it plainly it doesn't matter if you're a Jew, it doesn't matter if you're a Gentile, you're a sinner. We might have a lot of things that differentiate us uh, from between uh, one another. Uh, we might not all be the same in many areas, most areas even, but this is something that ties us all together together. All of us, red and yellow, black and white, young and old, smart and dumb, educated, uneducated, rich and poor, popular, unpopular, American or whatever country you come from, old, young, doesn't matter. We're all sinners. And we'll read that and we'll find that definitive verse later in this chapter as we come down to verse number 23. But if you'll remember, He's talking to us in verse number 8 and verse number 9 and verse number 10 that uh, we are no better than they, speaking from uh, his position as an ethnic Jew. He's saying that you and I who are Jews are no better than the Gentiles. In chapter 1 of Romans, he dealt with the sin of the Gentiles. But then in chapter 2, he dealt with the sin of the Jew. And he's showing them it doesn't matter if you're outright uh, rejecting God and a reprobate or if you're religious, all of us have sin. Our righteousness is not wrapped up in us. Righteousness is only found in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're all sinners, no in no wise. He said we're no better than they are. Jew and Gentile, we're all under sin. Now, if you've missed any of these previous studies and you say, well, I'd like to have heard some of that, go to wherever you find your podcast, whether it be Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your other podcasts, and you can subscribe to Striving for Revival. Just search Striving for Revival, hit the subscribe button, and there you go, instant access to every archive study that we have done. That way you can listen and re-listen, hit pause and rewind, and you can uh, just use those as we study along together. Sometimes you might miss us live on your radio station, but if you have the podcast, you'll never miss a single study. Now let's look in verse number 10, a new verse for today. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So here the writer is referring uh, here in, to the book of Psalms, and he says, there's none righteous, no, not one. Now, that's pretty plain. Not a single one of us is righteous in and of ourselves. Now, remember, the key concept to Romans is righteousness, where to get it, what it is, and uh, how to obtain that righteousness. Now, we understand from the Old Testament that all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, the Bible says. And so we need righteousness from somewhere. If I'm going to stand before a righteous God, a holy God, then I must have 
some sort of righteous covering upon me, and I, I can't do it on my own. The Bible makes that plain, and here it says there's none righteous. Doesn't matter how many times you're uh, 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 helping old ladies across the street. It doesn't matter how many boxes of Girl Scout cookies you buy. It doesn't matter if you've never gotten a speeding ticket. It doesn't matter how many uh, uh, pennies you throw into the Salvation Army bucket at Christmas time. None of those things will make you righteous. You can attend church every day of your life. You can be baptized in every body of water in the uh, on the continent. You can <clears throat> give all your money to the poor like i said you can you can you can sing in the choir preach a whatever it is none of those things are going to make you righteous positionally righteous to where you can stand before the lord now in verse 10 through 12 paul describes to us sin and what it does to an individual we find that sin causes an individual to be wicked it causes one to be wicked there is none righteous no not one so the opposite of righteous is unrighteous sin causes you and i to be anti-god our thinking our behavior, our wants, our desires, our attitudes, our language, everything about us, as far as sin is concerned, is anti-God. The flesh that we dwell in is carnal, it is wicked, and it is unrighteous. Sin causes wickedness. All of the, uh, the perversity, all of the things you see in our society is caused by sin. Now, they'll say it's a mental health issue or uh, that guy came from a bad home life. Yeah, maybe all those things are part of uh, are part of the equation, too. But the root is sin and sin. You say what causes every murder, sin, every divorce, sin, uh, every heartache, sin, every bit of sorrow in this world is all caused by sin. All of the perversity and the lewdness and all of the depravity we see uh, paraded in our streets. What is that? That is all traced back to the fact there is none righteous, no, not one. And man left to himself can not live a godly life. You can't live a godly life on your own, and I can't live a godly life on my own. It takes Christ in you, the hope of glory. It takes the Holy Spirit of God. It takes being born again. We must have imputed righteousness. So sin causes wickedness. Number two, sin causes warpedness warpedness you know what it means to be warped don't you have you ever seen something that is warped a tire that is warped and it has these weird bulges it's deformed it's out of shape it just it isn't right and it doesn't roll properly it wobbles as it goes down the road well that's what sin does to the mind of an individual in verse 11 there is none that understandeth Think about that. There is none that seeketh after God. So sin affects the mind. We learned that in Romans chapter 1, how God gave them up and then God gave them over. And the Bible talks about they have a reprobate mind. Their thinking is warped. It is skewed. Now that helps us understand how some of these in positions of power, how some of these celebrities with a platform, how some of these people that have a, a voice that can echo to the masses can say some of the things they say and uh, uh, vouch for some of the things things they vouch for and promote some of the things they promote. And the sin makes one think like they're crazy. I mean, warped. That's what it is. As iniquity causes insanity. And, and their thinking is not going to be balanced. It's not going to be sound. It's not going to be wholesome. It is going to be without understanding. All right. So sin causes wickedness. Sin causes a warpedness and sin causes one to be worthless. See what it says in verse 12. They're all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Can you imagine that there's ever a point when God would look on a person and say, that person right there is worthless. They're of no value. They're uh, no good. They're unprofitable. 
Now, that sounds like pretty uh, strange language and stout preaching, but it's scriptural. It's right here in verse number 12, black letters on white paper, that this crowd wrapped up in their unrighteousness with their warped thinking have in fact made themselves of no value, of no use, of no profitability. Their life is basically void of any worth. They're unprofitable. Why? Because of the way in which they're going. It says they're all gone out of the way. That means they've strayed off of the right course onto the wrong course. They've chosen for their life a path that leads to destruction. They're walking on the broad way. Now, it's very evident from the Bible that if the way is narrow, few there be that find it, that there's going to be a whole lot more folks on that broad path than there are on the narrow path. And I think that's why we see what we see in our society. Some of the bills being passed and some of the regulations being put upon us and some of the uh, songs that play over the radio, the television show, these are people that are out of the way. They have no idea what they're doing. They have no direction. The die is all off course in their life. They have no moral compass, and they've made themselves unprofitable or worthless because they've gone out of the way, but not only because they're out of the way, but because of the works that they do. There is none that doeth good. They are not profitable because they're not being a help. They're not serving. They're not being a blessing. Can I say the greatest among us in society, as well as in the church, are those that serve others. I thank God for our public servants like the police force and the firemen and the medical people, uh, those in health care. Uh, so our public servants, elected officials are supposed to be public servants, although they like to be public slave drivers. But I thank God for those. In the church house, it's the same. It's not the show pony that makes the church go. It's the workhorse that gets the church to go. And thank God for those that are serving others. But this crowd that's wrapped up in their unrighteousness, they're wicked, they're warped, and they're worthless. And the reason they're worthless is they've gone the wrong way. We can say the way of Cain. That's what they've done. They've gone after their own uh, fleshly desires. And then their works. They're not a blessing. They're not a benefit. They're out for themselves. They're sensual. They're selfish. They're wrapped up in their own sin. And that way, they, and because of that, they're they're not they're not advancing or benefiting society whatsoever. Now, I thank God today that for you and I who are saved, that we don't fit that description. But can I say there's a mass of people out there that are living right now in Romans 10, 11, and 12 of chapter number three. Make sure you tune in next broadcast. We'll pick up in verse number thirteen, and it describes this crowd. Until then, play, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.